We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. We should have seen this coming. It, it, like, we were all at fault for not totally acknowledging that Jose Mourinho would have his stamp all over this game. And when Jose Mourinho's sides play other big sides, all they want to do is lock it down, and that's exactly what they did. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Mac Weldon. Go over to MacWeldon.com and use the promo code ROTOSOCCER, R-O-T-O-S-O-C-C-E-R, for 20% off your order. Uh, use that today or every day and make sure you use that promo code ROTOSOCCER. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me as always is Andrew Laird. Andrew, uh, 
we got to review what happened in game week eight. Uh, lots of lots of good things happened, and lots of not so good things happened. Um, I'm, I'm my, I, the last thing I saw, for example, was yesterday uh, Liverpool Manchester United. A lot of not good things happening. Um, that was just absolutely brutal. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, we should. Uh, I mean, I guess I should say that no matter which lineup I tried, it would have failed against you in <laughs> DraftKings because I am just completely inept when it comes to DraftKings and totally apt when it comes to all other forms of fantasy soccer. Mm. Uh, I crushed you in play in, in our Taga League, and you did start Sergio Aguero, even though it wouldn't have mattered. No matter what you would have done, I would have beaten you because uh, yeah. I scored the most points by a decent margin, and I had Charlie Daniels on the bench. So I had a good day. Um, and I, I've now extended my total points league in the in the premier like the the experts division in yeah. Taga uh, by about 50 points. So uh, I'm on a roll. What can I say? Uh, as far as season long leagues, um, it's been quite a run for me. And and that was with Paul Pogba and Sadio Mane doing next to nothing. Mm. So um, it's it's interesting. I don't know why. Why do you think that is that I'm doing so well in Taga and so poorly on DraftKings, um, I don't know. Maybe it's that that you are better at choosing players that other people. Um, well, no, that's probably not the case either. I don't know. Maybe the the draft format suits you better because people are taking guys that you may have wanted that you then pick on DraftKings and are complete failures. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess the point is that if I it, it's really the ultimate form of the got curse there because you know I take people right totally who are who are forced upon me rather than people that I actually like. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's it's really uncanny. And also in EFSA too, I think I was the top scorer again, wow. and I, I think and I with really the Bruins missed penalty too. Yeah, you're also uh, first I, in the RotoWire league. Yeah, first, yeah, first in record in the RotoWire league. Um, Worse flip though, because I have like almost two hundred more points than you. Correct. Wow, that's that's correct. Yeah, I had kind of a bad week overall. I ended up not wild carding as well in FPL, um, and I picked up Theo Walcott, so that actually helped worked out pretty well. But I also. Uh, I, when I built the wild card team, I had Jose Olebas, who scored, who had like a monster game. And I also brought in Diego Costa, and that I obviously didn't get him. Um, although I will say, I forget who else I went to drop. Or I went, I went to drop uh, Eden Hazard for, I don't remember who it was, but obviously Hazard scored. So that, that helped a little bit. But ugh, that team's just not, not going where I wanted it to. And frankly, the not wild carding just saved me from myself because I would have just taken more points away probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I just want to point out to everyone that's listening that ever since I wildcarded and took Aguero, Ibrahimovic and Alexis Sanchez, they have scored a grand total of 10 points between mm-hmm. the three of them in yeah. two weeks. <clears throat> yeah. Ibra and you had Ben Teke too, right? So you had two negative players this week. Yep. Yeah. That was hurt. I, I might go, going well yeah andros townsend was the the midfielder i was going to add and that didn't really lead to anything so again, yeah, I, saved have, myself I have him too <laughs> <laughs> it's really it, it's really amazing how 
I'm either it, it actually you know it kind of goes to my overall strategy when it comes to fantasy. Like I either go for first place or I wind up in last. Um, yeah, I, I the, tend to not shoot for the middle. Yeah, I. Uh, it's definitely a. Like, there's definitely plenty of consideration about that. Like, there are plenty of people who play either FPL or even they do it in the MLS season-long game where it's so difficult to uh, win the whole thing. But if you if you want to just try to win one week, which, um, like, you, there are prizes for that in, the, in MLS. I don't know if there are in, in FPL. But, like, if you want to just win one week, like, you can do that. You know, obviously you'll end up taking like significant hits, but like who cares? Because those apply for next week. Um, but yeah, like if you're not going to win, why not just try to? Uh, who cares if you come in last? Yeah, if you're not first, you're last. Right. As Bobby would say. Right. Uh, it's especially when you're in a in a division or in a league where the talent is equal. You know, you feel that everyone kind of knows the same. Yeah. Just shooting for the middle won't be good enough. I mean, you, you theor- I mean, I think Chris List wrote an article about this a long time ago for football. You know, in a 12 team league, if if everything being equal, you have like an 8% chance to win. So, why not just go for it? I mean, yep. if you just try to play it safe, you're going to go back to that 8%, which is not a good percentage. You know, you got to actually go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the theory that I go with in season long. And also another theory I go with is I, ne- I, I never draft, I never draft the top defenders because I know they'll just come to me. Uh, you know, like Adam Smith dropped, uh, Charlie Daniels was dropped or I maybe I may, may have drafted him. Cedric was dropped. It's, it's Cedric one of those, dropped. Cedric was dropped in the Premier Division. Yeah, so I I have him on I have him on my team. So, hmm. you know, and in the in the case of the in the case of the Rotowire Division, you know, I think Cedric again was dropped. Uh, I know Adam Smith was dropped, and these are all the this, you know, and I and I have no problem just picking them up. You know, just I'll I'll do whatever needs to be done just to improve it on on talent who may have gotten off to a slow start because that just inevitably happens. People don't roster a deep bench for their defense; they just drop whoever's not performing. Mm-hmm. And I'll just I'll pick them right up. It's crazy that somebody dropped Cedric. Uh, in both leagues. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, so it in it, it is what it is, and then it, it, it's harder in the F because there's 20 teams. Oh yeah. So, you know, I, I was able to pick up Matt Target, and what did he do? Get injured. <laughs> so. um, well, I, I had the ultimate getting too cute move that uh, on our podcast on Friday, we were talking about how Jamie Vardy was going to be so uh, difficult for um, Chelsea to defend because of his speed. And then when I saw that they were starting Musa next to him, I was like, man, that's, yeah. that's speed. So I picked Musa up Saturday morning. So I have Ahmed Musa for a dollar now, and I bench Charlie Austin. Oh! <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had Walcott and Charlie Austin at the top of my team. Oh. Instead, I had Walcott and Musa, and man, did I mess that one up. Yeah, you did. Uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and more cliches like that. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. I knew that Austin had the right matchup, yeah. but... I also knew that, like, at any moment, Shane Long could start. And he was playing the Sunday game. Moose was obviously the first game of the weekend. Oh, that was such, such a bonehead move. Ugh. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I, I started Callum Wilson over Ben Davis, but. Yeah. Or Callum Chambers. Chambers, Callum yeah. Chambers. 
uh, which proved to be a bad – I mean not as bad of an idea as what you did, but I, mean, I, still, <laughs> no. won, I still won handily thanks to Martin Stecklenburg putting up the most amount of points in a by a, in a absent goalie ever. Yeah. <laughs> he scored 31 points. Wow. That's the way that a clean sheet. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, you know, I was going to tweet uh, – actually, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second, but I, I, I was going to tweet something and then – yeah, at the at the end of the game week, but anyway, I will I'll tease that. Uh, let, let we started talking about your Ahmed Musa and the Leicester game, so let's get to Leicester and Chelsea, who started off the weekend. Chelsea three, Leicester nil. Just uh, how we I thought it would happen, right? Well, I mean, to be fair, the lineup wasn't the way we saw it. You know, Leicester decided to bench a lot of people for the Champions League. They did not really take this one seriously. I have to, you know, it, it's 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 a good victory for Chelsea. All three points are worth the same. Um, it's a, it rings a little hollow to me because Leicester clearly were playing for Champions League in midweek. Was it definitely that, or was it that the um, that they went with speed? They might have just gone with speed. But I don't think so. Uh, then why would you bench Mares? Um, well, Schlupp is faster than Mares. It's not the same. Well, uh, that's, ne- that's, a ne- that's a negligible difference. You, you took out you 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 sacrificed all talent for speed. Yes. In that, I mean that that's kind. Of, I mean that's you would do that in a track meet, which this is not. <laughs> and well, they thought. I mean, we we thought it would be. We thought well, that's how we, you would beat Chelsea. Yes, but I, I thought that it would be a, a combination of Vardy and Slimani up front. It's and it wasn't. It just wasn't. Uh, and it, it got to the point in the first half where it was just you know barrage after barrage from Chelsea. Yeah. I, I mean, Leicester made Chelsea look like City. <laughs> which they are not yeah. and i mean eden hazard did did get his goal i mean but he had multiple chances and missed on a few of them diego costa missed on a couple of extravagant chances and the most unlucky of all of them was david luiz who hit the who hit the bar or hit the post on a free kick and then and then he tried a spectacular bicycle kick and missed oh everything and hurt his shoulder yeah <laughs> <laughs> That, I mean, that was that that was that was the perfect encapsulation of David Luiz totally. offensively. Totally. Um, anyway, uh, that, that was just a little fun little tidbit there. But on the score sheet, we mentioned Eden Hazard. Uh, Diego Costa got himself the first goal, which was a really underrated assist by Modic. I think he did that back flick on purpose. Uh, that did not look like an attempted back flick shot. Looked like it was a, a drawn up play where they just kind of changed the angle on the cross. And lo and behold, someone was running at by, at the back post by himself, and that was Diego Costa. And that that's another difference between Leicester last year and Leicester this year. That would never have happened last year. Um, Diego Costa running on the back post off a corner by himself. Do you think the uh, giving credit for Modic's assist uh, comes after because he had that excellent one a few weeks ago, right no. on the? No, no. The reason I gave Mod- I, I understand that, that this was not that. Okay. Uh, Modic, he didn't dribble. He just kind of deflected a he deflected a cross. It was a great deflection of a cross, and I think he meant to do it. Um, and I yeah. and I've said that he is an underrated passer. I have said that in the past, but not from this position. I mean, just from blinking midfield to forward, he's mm-hmm. an underrated passer. Okay. But Modic, I mean, that was just a really underrated assist. Everyone, you know, it was like, oh, it had to be Costa to open the scoring. But I was like, dude, that was a really good assist by Modic. Anyway. Um, Pedro with the really fortunate assist after falling down to Hazard, who had an unfortunate flick off his head accidentally, mm. uh, rounded Schmeichel and scored the second. And then the most beautiful of the three um, was uh, was Nat, uh, Nat Halaba 
uh, his nice little back flick to Victor Moses to round out the game three mm-hmm. nil. Victor Moses and I tweeted this at DraftKings. I'm like, if he gets if he started to, I mean, there's no, a he's not, there's play. no way he's a defender. Well, is he a right wing back or is he playing right midfield? And if they ever if DraftKings ever does say that he's playing right wing back, he is going to be up there with James Milner. Um, Moses Opta um, classified him as a right midfielder. Yeah, I, I'm just saying if that change if that changes, I'm saying going, that's where they that's where they get it, that's where DraftKings gets it, and I can't fathom. There's no reason, to, like a wing back, um, I think is more midfield than defender. It's actually the flip. You should be looking at Alonzo because he's a defender playing as a midfielder. Yeah, but he's Moses not, is a midfielder. Playing I, I as a understand midfielder. that, but. There is not the significant goal threat that there is at Victor Moses. No, no, no. I, I just mean in terms of like posi- posi- position flexibility. Oh yeah, me. absolutely. Well, yeah, and Marcus Alonso, he uh, and we and we both said this last week. He took free kicks and he took some corners because Willian was out. Mm-hmm. So just something to keep, just something to keep in mind. Uh, and, he, and he looked good on them. It wasn't like it was a. I mean, Eden Hazard took the corner that Modic flipped uh, flicked on, but I mean. Uh, Marcus Alonso did do well as the left back, and I think a lot of people are taking notice to how well he is doing. Yeah, um, Moses actually took a few corners as well. Mm-hmm. Hazard, Moses, and Pedro were th- the three one three who took them. Um, I was a little surprised that anybody but Hazard took them. But um, are you going to acknowledge that the three subs were all young kids, or are we just going to ignore it? Uh, I mean, it's about. It's about time. <laughs> I, 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 some of them, sh- I mean, I, Loftus-Cheek is out of position. I don't know what his position is at this point. I think I think that's going to be very dangerous for him uh, in the next, let's call it this season or next season, that there are a lot of guys who show a lot of promise, and if they can't figure out a position, they get lost, and he's starting to get lost. Yeah. I, think, I think he would do well. I mean, I don't think that they're going to. I think he would do well to get loaned out to try to find a position on a team that he'll play a lot. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if that will happen or not. It seems like he could be a number 10. And I don't think he'll ever play there at Chelsea. So, Well, especially not in a 3-4-3. Right. So. And, unless they do the box midfield, which they won't. Um, they, they just won't. But. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, good game it's, for Chelsea. It's, it, Very good it was game. it was a good game for Chelsea, but I think it rings. I, mean, I wouldn't take too much from it because Leicester weren't exactly going for it. And mm-hmm. on the you know you got your clean sheet and congratulations, Thibaut Courtois, you got a no save clean sheet. Um, I still would stay. Two, I would two shots yeah, in a row. Yeah, I would strongly stay away though from Thibaut Courtois. I, I, it's too hit or miss. You know, you'll either get zero points or negative points versus ten. You know, so you're ignoring the fact that he has two clean sheets since the formation change. Yeah, but that's not because of him. He's not getting many saves. It's because I'm not talking about the saves. I'm talking about letting up goals. I, I understand. Yeah, I it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to let up a goal when none come on target. But there you go. I mean, that's what that's yeah, what you want. Yeah, they're playing just United format. next. All right, that will change. <laughs> you know, the like, one that just I, got I, shut up by Liverpool. Yes, that one because they played anti-football. Anyway, we can. We'll yeah, talk. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one later, but. You know, let's move on from Chelsea, though. Let's move on to your team uh, who played the Bob Bradley led Swansea uh, Arsenal, defeating Swansea three to two. 
Uh, Arsenal were down to 10 men because of Granite Jaka's red card for most of the second half, I believe. And Swansea under such garbage. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to that in a second. Swansea under Bob Bradley. What did you see? Um, It seemed like a team. I'm I'm actually not sure how much um, we saw that will tell us uh, that this is like a new Bob Bradley team or just like a new manager team. Like they they looked livelier and clearly like some guys took advantage of the situation to show what they can do. But I'm not sure that necessarily is a result of Bradley as opposed to just a new guy around. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they played well. They played, he started Gilfie Sigurdsson up front, um, which we haven't seen before. Uh, and it, it felt like one of those, like, he's my best player, so get him as close to goal as possible, which maybe is not a bad thing. Um, but Yeah, but here's, here's why I think it is. Um, he's not an aggressive guy. Go up in the air and go get no, it. No, no, no. hold the ball up, which is why when he bought uh, Borja ba- Borja Bastant on, it looked a lot more dynamic, yes. and they put, they pushed Mo Barrow out wide, who assisted on Bastant's goal. Barrow looked great out wide. Yeah, I, I, I've said this. Barrow yes. is. Re- I really do like Mo Barrow. Uh, he has stuff that you can't teach. So it's it, it was good to see. I think that triumphant up front, along with Leroy Fair in the center of the park. That could be something. I mean, it would be at the expense of Fernando Llorente, which, you know, at the end of games, you need an aerial threat. Yeah, if you you need an aerial threat, you can bring – I mean, you can bring Llorente in. I I feel like that's what he's good at. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's something that if Swansea continue with that formation in some way, shape, or form, you know, Barrow out wide, Baston in the middle, and Sigurdsson right behind, that would be something to look at. I agree. All right. On the Arsenal side, Theo Walcott continues his hot streak. Two goals scored. And I mentioned this. Hector Bellerin is playing a lot better, and he got an assist. Yep. Alexi Sanchez also got one. Uh, and Mesut Ozil rounded out with the – well, he got the what proves to be the game-winning goal, the third one. Yes. So Walcott should have had a had a third at the end. Missed, it was one of the worst misses I've seen in a very long time, which yeah, says something. It, but. I mean, and especially from him. Right. <laughs> he's He's had a couple of bad sitters. So. Yes. But yeah, they look uh, they look good. The Jaka red card uh, looked. I I finally saw it from the other angle, uh, and the the contact was so incredibly light that I wouldn't be surprised if they appealed it and it was overturned because to get sent off for that kind of challenge is, was ridiculous. Yep, yep. I think it'll get rescinded as well. Uh, I, I don't think they'll miss Jaka anyway. No, but. <laughs> um. Yeah, fair is fair. Yeah. I mean, they he hadn't... I think uh, Francis Copeland's been starting in the Champions League, and he's back from injury, so I'm guessing he starts... Um, I guess they play tomorrow, so we'll see. But yeah, that was just that was just awful. But yeah, it was uh, classic Arsenal almost giving that game away against the Swansea side. They should have completely dominated. Yep. But, I mean, but there they are, one one goal off of uh, top yeah, of the well, table. Yeah, well, it helped with that they were playing against 10 men. Um, but... Who? That Swansea were playing against 10 Oh, yes, yes. But, I mean, Swansea did show some good fight, and you know, so much so that they had more shots on target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, they had equal shots on target. Equal, yeah. The I think, just what you said, I think the, you know, if they can figure out what the right attacking group is, it looks like they have the right players for it. Um, with Barrow or Sigurd, Barrow, Sigurdsson, and uh, probably Baston, and... Um, 
I don't know who you, I mean, the idea that like Wayne Routledge or Montero should be getting regular playing time is kind of crazy to me. So <laughs> they'll have to figure that part out. But yeah. overall, I think they've, Bradley's got the the right attacking players that uh, he should be able to figure something out. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe Key will will come in. Maybe. I mean, we've seen him. He pops up times. in big. He, pop, he pops up when he needs to. Right. He's. I know he's a favorite of the of the Taga guys. People that and the advanced stack guys. They love Key because yeah, he does so much when he plays. But. Yeah, I think that's a um, just fantasy only. No, uh, not even that. I just think it's a lack of sample size. Yeah, like he's really good, but it's you know if he only played more, and it's like, well, maybe if he played more, he wouldn't be this effective. All right, let's get to the game that everyone thought would be the highest scoring of the weekend: Birdmouth six, Hall one. Jesus, Uh, (laughs) I I mean, it was Junior Stanislas, and then Junior Stanislas, and then Junior Stanislas. Let's be honest here. I mean, it was the Junior Stanislas slick show on free kicks, on corners, on set pieces, uh, scoring goal. He scored twice, assisted twice was Mr. Everything. Um, I think you were saying that you were tempted to start David Marshall. Good thing you didn't. Yes. Uh, Stecklenburg worked out. Steck, yeah. He was I'd the one so. I started instead. Yeah. You know what? You know what's uh, Anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. But um, Stan, like I said, Stanley lost two and two, a Nasser Chadley-like performance. Uh, and then yeah. pretty much everybody on Birdmouth got on the score sheet. Callum Wilson, a goal and an assist. Yep. Uh, Joshua King got an assist. Adam Smith got an assist. Charlie Daniels got a goal and an assist. Uh, and Dan Gosling, my favorite, uh, rounded out the scoring with six. Uh, the six goal. Over. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, then the uh, if you were a player on Hull that used to play for Spurs, uh, you you were, you did okay. Uh, Jake Livermore assisted Ryan Mason. So. Um. The worst part is that if you went in, or we did go into this game saying like, who do you think, who would you consider from Burnmouth? The two guys that we probably mentioned that were awful were Jack Wilshire and Jordan Ibe. Like the For, only two guys well, that did nothing. Hold on, I would like to say that I liked both fullbacks. Okay. I did. I did say I liked both fullbacks. Okay. And we also said Junior Stanislaski has been playing very well. Yes, but. But we did no. We did not say yeah. that Stanislas was the guy. Was, was all of a sudden I'm gonna, Ronaldo? I'm not going to try to trade credit, take, take credit for it. Yeah. But I was saying that I think that Adam Smith and Charlie Daniels are are fine plays. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but Wilshire was a bust. I was. I took four shots, but yeah, couldn't get. This was one this was the game where Jack Wilshire needed to prove that he was really good. And, and he, he can take over a game, and he didn't. It was yeah. Junior Stanislaus who took over the game, yeah. which is fine for Burnmouth's sake, but bad for Wilshire individually. Mm-hmm. And Josh King came on for Ibe and picked up an assist, so I wonder if yeah. that switch will be coming soon. Ibe's yeah. been fairly... Oh, he's been horrific. Yeah. Uh, he's been absolutely terrible. Maybe he needs to sit down for a bit. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, uh, he's been sitting a long time, but... Uh, he might need to step back down again. Uh, bad. Uh, as far as for me, for Hull, the two gu- two guys that I liked on Hull, Andrew Robertson and and uh, Robert Snodgrass, were terrible. Yeah. Uh, both got yellows and did nothing offensively. Yeah. Robertson got hurt too. He's out for a few yeah. weeks. Yes, he is. So <clears throat> he it did was... have five crosses in sixty three minutes. That's pretty good for. Yeah, but the yellow card wipes it all out. Not quite all of it, but not all. It, it makes it a it makes it a bad performance, is what I'm saying. Okay. If you started them, it was it, you did not get the point value that you needed. Yeah. Um. Say, I mean, same with Snodgrass, mm-hmm. especially Snodgrass. Yeah, I mean but, we we know Snodgrass isn't as good as the game logs. But again, again, I mean, Burmuth are a home road split. 
Uh, they're much better at home, much better at home than they are on the road. So I consider most Burmouth options unusable on the road, and you know, depending on the matchup at home, very usable. Okay. All right, let's get to Martin Stecklenburg. Uh, I was going to tweet out after that game that I have to rename the Tom Heaton effect to the Martin Stecklenburg effect because saving two penalties in a game is absolutely ridiculous. Plus, he had, I think, like six or seven others. Yeah, he had seven other saves. So, uh, just that, that was a ton of points. But then, lo and behold, uh, Tom Heaton went out and put up 13 saves, something like that. 11 saves. So, it's still intact. It's the Tom Heaton effect. <laughs> I but mean, Stecklenburg made it close. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> overreact to one fantastic game versus I can't believe I'm going to give you credit for this, but versus Heaton's continued high save counts. But um, I mean, I almost feel like you should get more points for saving penalties from two of the top five players in this league. Like that's, what's crazy. Easy. About it. easy. They were not well hit. No, they were awful. Um, I, I, to be fair, I mean, he guessed the correct direction both times, which mm-hmm. is this. Yeah, that's, that's so, so which is much something. But, I mean, they were not hit, like, at the post. You know, they were... Um, At at what point does Aguero get taken off penalties? I mean, he missed one for Argentina earlier in the week. When Leo Messi gets taken off of penalties. um, What I'm saying is there's no way. I I just don't... I don't see how you can keep going with him. Yeah. That's a lot of misses he's had in, in like, the, the recent term. I'd, I'd stick with him, and I'd, I, you know what I would do? Well, Pep said he's going to, but that's... Yeah, you know what I would do if I, was, if I was Pep? I would have him practice his goal celebrations after scoring penalties. Yeah. Just get, make it in his mind, just assuming that he is going to score. Yeah. Just give him the, just give him the mental confidence. I hope he thinks the, he's going to score. Ability, the physical abilities are, will always be there. Yeah. Um, okay, so this game finished 1-1, City versus Everton, and... Um, there was a lot of praising going on to the defense of Everton with, you know, withstanding the barrage from Manchester city. And I said it on Saturday and I'm going to say it again. Now, only thing that kept city at bay was luck. Uh, that was not a skilled defensive performance. Giving up two penalties is not. That's what I was going to say. He gave up two penalties. <laughs> now, oh, and countless other chances. Yeah. Countless. Uh, I, I, this, uh, I mean, Stecklenburg had seven saves. That was just the stuff that was on goal. First of all, one of the last ones he had was his best, including the penalties, when De Bruyne really lashed on a, uh, onto a volley, and it was it was uh, swerving away from Stecklenburg, and he got a fingertip on yeah. it to push it onto the post. That was an amazing save. Yeah, he was um, great. I mean, he had to be. I mean, he was involved from the first minute to the game to the last. Mm-hmm. So it was almost out of necessity that he had to be that good. But uh, on the score sheet side, uh, the usual suspects for Everton, Lukaku scored assisted by Balassi. It was really mostly Lukaku. Yes. Balassi just happened to touch it last. Um, and that was the opening goal of the game. I mean, Everton looked like it was going to be a snatch and grab job. But eventually the city's talent came through. Uh, David Silva to Nolito, who be, I think that was his first touch when coming on mm-hmm. off of, as a sub, Nolito, uh, with a nice header into the bottom corner. But I, there was, I mean, City proved that they were much better than everybody on the day. They just did. did it was just one of those days where almost nothing was working. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, a good pitching, a, yeah. you know, pitcher comes on and just dominates a team that he shouldn't because he's having a good game, and that's basically what we saw from Stecklenburg. And City still came away with a point. Yes, in that in that kind of a performance, mm-hmm. City City of old would have lost like three uh, one. Probably, yeah. But City of new 
still getting a point, mm-hmm. grinding grinding that out. Yep. All right, a game that you got 100% right was Stoke 2, uh, Sunderland 0. You thought that Stoke would score and would possibly keep a clean sheet, and you were right. Um, I was very wrong about one thing. <laughs> you were very wrong about one thing, that Joe Allen was nothing. Uh, Joe Allen scoring two more goals, one of them assisted by um, Marco Onartovic, who you thought would be coming back you know, to kind of get right in this game. And he was very good. Yeah. Um, Joe Allen, though, are you able, can you believe yet? Because um, this time, Shakiri was on the pitch and yep, it was all of them. The yep. uh, Boney had a, a few good opportunities that he wasted, but um, the, uh, the Joe Allen thing, I would, there was a Twitter conversation or something going on that day that, um, Hesh Hambazaza played Joe Allen uh, in him one of his lineups, and I'm like, how could you possibly like think that this guy is like good enough to play? And he was like, he's the like central attacking midfielder for a team that like we think will win and will score goals against a terrible Sunderland side. Like, how do you not take that guy? And I'm like, because it's Joe Allen, and he scored like five seconds later, and I'm just like, ah. And then the other one came, and I'm like. That makes sense. Like I had, had it been anybody, not anybody else, but basically like if the names are hidden and you're like, would you like the central attacking midfielder for Stoke at or home against Sunderland? I'd be like, yes, I would like that. And yet I see the name Joe Allen and I just can't, I can't get the, the idea that I don't want him out of my mind. You need to you need to get wrapped up in his luxurious locks. I did. Yes, and 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 get on the train. Uh, on the Sunderland side, it's so disappointing. Uh, I mean, Stoke are not good defensively. They really aren't, and they only put one shot on target. Mm-hmm. That is pathetic. That is absolutely pathetic. You know, if this was a game, they showed very little fight in this one, and it was just so. It was so ugly on the Sunderland side, and. and Stoke may be a hard place to play at the bet 365, but <laughs> it's not it's not cold yet. It's not you know, it's not supremely windy. And if so, that affects both teams. Uh, this was just this was bad. This was just as bad as bad gets. And one of the goals, I think on Allen's second goal, it was not one, but two straight terrible plays to try to clear a ball. One went off a referee and the other one went right to Joe Allen. Yeah, and I, I the only problem we have with this one is that like, does this game mean that Stokes ready to turn it around? Or is it just that Sunderland's really bad? Yes. Yeah. Stoke are ready to turn it around because they have the talent to do so. Yeah. And yes, Sunderland are poor. They are bad. And this is a team that I thought we're going to, I mean, I've had them pegged for relegation the past two seasons and this year I didn't because I thought their new management would be more stable and just keep them afloat. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean that is not so. Yeah, uh, they. Yeah, two points out of eight. That's not good. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't call them the best in the business for nothing. <laughs> they, I think the bigger problem is that they have a league low six goals. Like they, the attack. <laughs> yes. Well, I know I'm saying like it's not like they're losing because they're giving up way too many. I mean they are giving up goals, but they have to figure out a way to score. Well, and I mean, David Defoe... Moyes is trying to play defensively, and they can't. Right, right. It's like they they try to play defensively, but they're not built at all for the counter. And so, where do you go from there? You can't you can't try to play every game to a nil nil draw. 
you know where you go from there? Right. The second division. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, let's move on here. West Brom one, Spurs one. This game was going exactly as you planned it until ah, the last minute. Unbelievable. You said, you said to me last week, can't you? Aren't you going to see like Tony Pulis at home against a good team? Can't you just see a clean sheet coming? And you and I'm like, um, and I not- said the Chadley revenge game. <laughs> I totally nailed this game until Deli Alley ruined it all. From Christian Eriksen as yeah, well, so so you know some usual some usual suspects for Spurs and uh, the usual suspect the lone suspect for uh, for West Brom with Nasser Chadley getting on the board. Uh, ben Foster was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really it. This was another game like City and City and Everton where the goalie just you know was the star of the show yep. and just couldn't he couldn't do it for all ninety minutes. But I mean that's not his fault. Yes. Uh, so. Um, I mean, Ben Foster, seven saves, Hugo Lloris, three saves. But the story of the day was that Spurs were – they looked good. Uh, they just couldn't get the – they couldn't get the final touch until, you know, the, what 80-something minutes, something right. like that. So uh, it was – you know, it, it's good to see Deli Alley scoring again uh, over the past couple weeks. He's really taken up the mantle. Him and Son uh, him and Son are taking up the mantle for Harry Kane being out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vincent Jansen and Vincent Jansen is not – no, or son, I guess, came on. But uh, yeah, Jansen yeah, is definitely no Harry Kane. <laughs> we'll say it that way. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that, you know, again, not the best in the business for nothing. But the, the one guy I do want to point out, though, is Chris Brunt came back. He um, was out for the last eight or nine months uh, after tearing his ACL. Uh, he came on for, I think it was Matt Phillips. And yeah. he sent in six crosses, three of which were corners, but six yep. crosses in 21 minutes. Yeah, like that's that's, that's a, Chris Brunson. That's going to be a big problem uh, in for Matt for Phillips. Oh, <laughs> for Matt Phillips. Well, yeah, for me too. I mean, I do own Matt Phillips in the ESA, and I'm very strongly considering dropping him for Brunt. Yeah. Well, Brunt usually plays as a defender. Well, actually, who knows where he'll play? But um, he's he had previously. Uh, uh, yeah. What I'm saying is, I'm strongly considering dropping Matt Phillips. Matt Phillips. Yeah. Because Br- I, I just don't think that the time will be there for him. Yeah, Brunt's a crossing machine. So like for DraftKings players like he's one definitely to look for if he's in the starting lineup because um like as we saw he's on corners when when Phillips is out of the game and he might takes I don't know if he'll take them if they're if they both play but he's a yeah. he's a crosser yeah uh by the way Chris Brunt not available in EFSA he is already taken oh <laughs> that is unbelievable yeah, that is crazy that that's that's a 20 team league there's somebody no pick him up recently much. somebody must have grabbed him this past weekend I didn't I, I, well, they would have had to do it on, on like fr- Thursday or Friday. Uh, and, and I mean, unless they saw like he was on the bench. Yeah, that's what I mean. They could have seen him on the bench. That's nuts. Well done to whoever did that. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't look at the transactions list. Anyway, uh, Chris Brunt, though, for Taga purposes, he only scored point five points. Well, twenty-one minutes, and they they do accurate crosses, so he's Correct. definitely more DraftKings friendly than. Correct. Then, that's uh, that's kind else. of the distinction I wanted to point out just before we go crazy with adding him yep. everywhere. Yep. All right. Let's go on here. Crystal Palace was nil and West Ham won. What was more surprising, Andrew, that West Ham scored one against Crystal Palace on the road or that West Ham let up zero goals ever? Uh, yeah, I think the West Ham clean sheet was more, although Ben Teke missed a penalty. So uh, theoretically, it could have easily been something else. But uh, Aaron Cresswell's back. Picked up an assist, so everything's okay now with West Ham. Yep. Right? Yep. Everything is <laughs> – the ship has been stabilized. That's right. 
Uh, they, they, they've just kind of stopped the bleeding for right now. I think they've put a – I mean, Mikel Antonio started at right back, which kills his value. Um, uh, we've seen him yeah, produce no, just fine there. Yeah, but it, it's not – it won't be like, not it won't be like before. Yeah. He's not going to score goals. Yeah. I feel like this game should have been a lot of fun, and it was the total opposite. It was a total snorgasm. Oh. It was awful. Um, I, I have I watched a little bit of it, and then I was like, I'm going to get on with the rest of my day. <laughs> I I need to spend time with uh, with with human beings. Yeah. Uh, this game was this game was pretty unwatchable. Yeah, and we I mean, the, we have so many great fantasy options in the game, and yeah. I was so excited about it. And said, yeah, Dimitri Payet disappointing. Yep, Payet or uh, Townsend was actually pretty good. Not great, but Jason Punchin. Uh, Punchin, yeah, wasn't. It wasn't great. He was good. He wasn't yeah. great. They, uh, the two of them combined for 19 crosses. And if you started Aaron Cresswell, good for you. Congratulations. I think, I mean, Cresswell was, uh, I mean, why wouldn't you have started him? In a daily format? Yeah. First game back from injury, you don't know how long he'll go. And, uh, I feel like and, defenders and, and it's West to, Ham defensively. Yeah, I feel like, well, daily formats, the, the clean sheet doesn't matter yeah. quite as much. Um, they also... I mean, they lined up as a with a back three, so Cresswell and Antonio were kind of playing as wing backs, which um, obviously that helped him move a little f- further up. I mean, he's not like a high volume crosser, but he's very good at it. So it's one of those. And, and like, he'll uh, probably take corners and free kicks. Um, quality. Oh, uh, no, sorry. Pyatt. No, that's yeah. Pyatt will yeah. take. Yeah, and they're both left. Oh, is Pyatt left footed or right or right footed? I can never tell. He's right footed, but that's what's, so that's why he's so amazing because you you're not quite sure. But yeah, he's right footed. Yeah, for some reason, I, I I thought him and De Bruyne were left footed, and they are not. No, yeah, Pyatt definitely had some like wonder goal in the early. Uh, was it the Euros or maybe it was last season? He had some fantastic goal from like from distance left footed and everyone's like, wait a minute, he's left footed. Nope. <laughs> That's how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously comfortable in his skin and that's probably because he's wearing some Mac Weldon underwear oh. underneath there. Uh, he's one of those guys where he just looks confident because he's got, he's got everything right where it should be and everything is comfortable and free, I guess. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up right now, but <laughs> Mac Weldon, though, is a very comfortable set of underwear. I am wearing some right now, actually. Uh, actually, what I have to do is I try to save my Mac Weldon underwear for, like, the days where I'm like, I, I need some confidence or there I need to be professional. Uh, that's kind of, I, they, they are the good underwear in my underwear drawer. Yeah, they're the, the first ones out whenever laundry is done. So. <laughs> and it's so soft and it's so comfortable. <laughs> It is smart underwear for smart guys. That's kind of the way that, that that they and I describe it. Yeah, everybody should go pick some up with the 20% off code ROTOSOCCER. Yeah, absolutely. That's over at MacWeldon.com. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's so – I'm actually – I'm thinking about getting one of those undershirts now too just because of how, uh, just because of how good the, uh, the boxers feel. <laughs> okay. Just kind of – you know, it's like um, – Oh, like in Seinfeld. Give me one second. It's like uh, George wanted to covering himself in velour. There you go. There you go. You just cover yourself in velour in the right places. <laughs> That's right. Strategically. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Sunday games here. We have Middlesbrough 0, Watford 1. I was so close, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, I was so close. I thought this one was going to be nil-nil, and you did not. Um, no, I did definitely did not. No, uh, yeah, you thought that you said this was going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. No, I, I uh, God, did I? 
I think I said Burnmouth Hall was. No? No, you did not. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> did I really say it was this one? It wasn't Stoke Sunderland? Yeah, I might have. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, you you were very big on this game. I, I was. I, I definitely Especially, thought yeah, Watford. Fortunately for more. you, that Watford was the one that scored and not Burrow, or else you'd have gotten it completely wrong. Right. But um, you, you did like Holy Boss coming in, and yep. he did score the goal. Yep. Um, but that was it. Heck of a I mean, goal. There was not. There was not much. No. That was there, the. Uh, I'm sorry. They had one other goal. They had uh, two shots on target, including the one that went in. Correct. Isaac's success looked decent. Yeah. Isaac's definitely looked good since he's gotten the starting job. Yeah. And was that not his first start? No, I think he got, I think he's had one more he had one other. or he's had like, or he's just looked good in sub appearances, mm-hmm. uh, but he deserves to play. Yes, totally. So I think he will. Yeah. And it looks like Igalo is, he's in trouble. Yeah. I think he's relegated to the bench now, mm-hmm. but yeah, he Herelio, didn't play at all. yeah. And Herelio Gomez was the star of the game to me. I mean, three, three saves and a clean sheet and a win. Mm-hmm. That that that'll get you a lot of points. That's a day in the office, yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yep. That that that's really all that they're really you need to know about that game. It was awful to watch. What was it? It was, it was terrible to watch this game. Yes. Which Just, I mean, in fairness, we probably should have known that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh right. I thought it was going to be nil nil. Right. It was awful. Absolutely awful. All right. A game that wasn't as awful because uh, one side at least – like one side definitely showed up offensively. The other side just kind of put there. up a wall. Uh, with Southampton 3, Burnley 1, Charlie Austin, uh, uh, as you said, scoring twice, and Nathan Redden picking up a goal. Um, I don't know who this Steve McQueen character is. Uh, he got an assist. <laughs> uh, poor Sam. <laughs> There's no way I bet that happens all the time too. Yeah, there's no way anyone calls him Sam. Uh, and Stephen Davis, my least favorite player on Southampton, gets an assist. Unfortunately, uh, I think he just takes that playing time away from more talented players. Yes. Hopefully, Sophie Mbufal, when he gets healthy, takes his place. Mm. Yeah, uh, McQueen... But Burnley, I'm oh, sorry. Just, let me get to the Burnley side really quickly. We can uh, get to what you were saying in a second. But uh, you, you, you said that Sam Vokes was leading in aerial duels one. Yeah. Uh, and what do you know? He scores a goal. Yeah. Uh, assisted by Ben Mee. Sorry, you were saying before Andrew. Um, McQueen came on for Target, who you mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, went down with injury. Target lasted 14 minutes. Uh, McQueen sent in seven crosses, which uh, two of which were accurate. So that's always uh, nice when, when they connect. So um, I wonder if um, they continue to have these problems because not only was Ryan Bertrand out, but so was Cedric's, uh, so that uh, Cuco Martina started on the other side. But McQueen looked very capable. I don't know if it's because they were playing Burnley, but... Um, he looked like a Burnley will let you have the ball out wide. Yeah, he looked like a, a decent uh, a decent fill in. Yeah, another injury from this game, I believe. Stephen Defor went down. Uh, I believe that is correct. Yes, I'm trying. So, to... yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the star of the show, even though he let up three goals, was Tom Heaton. Really? That's eleven. Eleven saves is eleven saves is eleven saves. That is a lot of saves. Yeah, it is. Um, he was busy. That's the way we can put it. Uh, Dusan Tadic, unfortunately, did not wind up on the score sheet, so that no. kind of dis- that was disappointing. Um, but for Charlie Austin, he looks like he has wrangled this job away from Shane Long. Yeah, it's all his. There's yeah, yeah it's I, his. I mean, I, I, I own a lot of shares in Shane Long, and I'm likely going to be dropping him very mm-hmm. soon. And I own a big share of Charlie Austin, and I don't play him, so egg on my face. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, that is so frustrating. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is. I mean, it's games like this that are the reason why I love having Tom Heaton as my goalkeeper, because when he plays against mid-level sides, this this there's no there's no, nothing saying this won't happen over and over and over again. Maybe not eleven saves, but like six or seven. Yeah, definitely repeatable because these mid-level teams are going to cross the ball in and take. You know, they're going to get more of the ball and they're going to take more shots. They just don't have the talent to necessarily put them in. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, we uh, got to. Uh... Yeah, we have one more game to get to. I know we're running short on time, so let's use the maximum amount of time possible for Liverpool, zero. Manchester United, zero. In a game that only Jose Mourinho could love, his 18th century football. <laughs> this game, we should have seen this coming. Um, it, it like We were all at fault for not t- totally um, acknowledging that Jose Mourinho would have his stamp all over this game. And when Jose Mourinho's sides play other big sides, all they want to do is lock it down, and that's exactly what When you say we should have seen this coming, this is something that hasn't happened in 14 years. Liverpool and Manchester United as a scoreless draw in the Premier League. But it's but it's Jose Mourinho. Like I But it's Jurgen Klopp. I I can I can I can I can I I can counter that with anything. it's just because Jose Mourinho wanted to play defensively, he also loves the counterattack, and Liverpool are prone to that. It Um, was a weird lineup that United put out there. Very weird. Pogba is the ten. Um, a Rashford, Rashford out wide, and Rashford had been playing out wide well, recently. With both Andrew Herrera and Fellaini in the lineup, uh, Ashley Young was in the lineup. Yeah, Ashley, the Ashley Young one blew me away. It turns uh, out I, that Martial was hurt. That's the only reason why he wasn't around. But... It was just so. It looked so disjointed. I mean, Pogba in the 10 is where we've been saying he should be this whole time. Well, Pog, so. Pogba and Ibrahimovic looked great in isolation. You know, they had many. They had some one twos to each other, and Pog was a little unlucky with a flick on to knock it, not knock it underneath his flick on. But those two look good in isolation. The rest of the team, it was awful. Yeah, um, there was an article today. I forget what English publication it was, but basically saying that they they think Ander Herrera might be the next captain of Manchester United. <laughs> um, but he's been playing really well. Like the. I'm just not sure Fellaini is the guy that needs to be next to him, but Pogba not next to him is definitely the right call. Like getting Pogba further up is, is right. Free Morgan Schneiderlin. And Schneiderlin was hurt too, although he wasn't going to play anyway, but Ashley Young, I didn't, I didn't get him. No one does. (laughs) (laughs) But Daily Blinn kept starting though. Luke Shaw was back and Blinn kept starting at left back. I don't know if that's just because it was Shaw's first game back, but, um, you can't – it seems silly to have both of them. Blind – Well, Blind would be nice to have next to Ander Herrera. I was going to say, they need if they can reconvert him back, then maybe that's the key, but I don't know. They, they have – it's a good problem to have for them uh, yeah. because, because they, they've struggled with that position in the past, and yeah. now I think that they, they've got it under control. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp, <clears throat> I watched the post to post-match interview. It was basically like – he was so disappointed that that's how they had to play, meaning that they had to like slog through Manchester United trying to shut them down. He basically was like, you know, we we should have done a better job of trying to do what they do. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but um, the he he was very close to basically saying just what you said that like it was disappointing they had to go back to 18th century football. It was awful. Yeah. I, there's no other way to put it, yep. and it was such a dull cap on what was a pretty entertaining weekend. For sure. Uh, so, 
I mean, next weekend though, next weekend is going to be the the one of the bigger tests for both United and for Chelsea because they play each other. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a game that's going to be vitally important for yes. both of them to, to to see you know who's for real and who is not. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend to preview because there are a lot of good games on the slate here that I'm looking at. But we'll get into that more next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Uh, for Andrew, I have been Mike Gottlieb, and I will continue to be when we come back at you later on this week to preview game week number nine of the Premier League. Talk to you then. Thanks, Maxwell. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.